Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Jennifer and John Wesley are here to share their testimony tonight and answer some questions that we know you all will want to hear about. But we're thrilled to have this couple be transparent and give God the praise of what he has done in their restoring and rebuilding their marriage. And Jennifer and John Wesley, welcome to Rejoice Marriage Ministries podcast. We're thrilled you're doing this. We're glad to be here. Well, let's jump right in. John Wesley, you've been home now for seven years. So take us back to the beginning when you first got married. And what was your marriage like in those early years when you all were together? (laughs) Well, um, in the beginning, uh, it was very, very, very hard. Um, Me and Jennifer laugh about now. We look back and laugh that literally the second day of our marriage, I wanted to come home and get it annulled. That's true, and um, it was um, it was very hard. Uh, the first, even though I grew up in church um, and always went to church and everything else, and um, but it was I never had really, I guess I made a profession of faith, but never really surrendered myself to to, to the Lord. And those first couple years of marriage is really what uh, drove me to the Lord. It drove me to reading my Bible because I was miserable. It really did. And uh, so that was starting in 2002. And what was that? Maybe 2004, Jennifer? 2004. 2004, something like that. Mm -hmm. I, you know, reading the word over and over again, realized that I had no fruit of being a Christian. And uh, so I I remember sitting at the kitchen table, uh, had a discussion with Jennifer and just uh, telling her that I, you know, I was repenting and and wanted to be baptized again. So I was actually rebaptized. And that was actually kind of shocking to me because I I was born again as a teenager and actually I knew I knew the Lord wanted me to to marry John Wesley I I really did now we didn't start out you know perfect but I knew that the Lord you know wanted me to marry him and so two years in and he's looking up at me I remember his face and he's like I, I don't I don't I don't think I, I'm saved and I'm just floored and you know but he he got baptized read the Bible and there was this big change in him you know two years into our marriage and so from that day he was born, born again you started out kind of miserable and having problems and that after the two-year mark did you start to see a change in your marriage were you happier in your marriage or did the problems continue uh no it's all the way up to the 10-year mark. Uh, for me, uh, the marriage was very bad. So I was, you know, really miserable. Uh, we, we joked about um, that we made good business partners at times uh, because we did. We, we, you know, both achievers and, and you know, work hard and things like that. But um, I can't really pinpoint exactly one thing, but... Um, Jennifer would probably be better. See, that's funny because I can. Because yeah. you know, <laughs> I was just miserable. I, I mean, I I can pinpoint not his faults, but this is what the Lord dealt with me. So that when you know he's talking about that ten year mark, that ten year mark happened, and he came and asked for a divorce, and in you know that ten years, I knew we had our issues. I uh, wasn't blind to that fact, 
but I, I really loved him. I was really happy with him. Um, now, some of the issues sliding into that 10 years is um, the church and church friends had really hurt us. And so we got to a point to where we started drifting away from church and away from that close knit, you know, uh, group. And um, unfortunately, we started doing our own things separately. And, okay? and, 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 and what was interesting about that time, I mean, we were doing mission work. We were going overseas doing mission work. Well, and that was like that. right before the being hurt um, by the church. And um, so, you know, it was. It was just a, it was a really hard time during yeah, those yeah. years. Um, but, you know, so that when he he comes, you know, we literally when we say that 10 year mark, we literally had celebrated 10 years. And then nine days after our anniversary, he asked for a divorce. And um, I was devastated, devastated. Now, he actually was not home. At that time, so I I was I was home during that at, time. I was working offshore. Offshore, oh, and okay. so so he gets off the phone with me. You know, it's getting late into the night, and he's got to work. So he gets off the phone with me, and I am so overwhelmed. I am devastated, and I'll never forget that night. I just I collapse onto my knees before God, and God flashes before me. All of my sins that I had done wrong in our marriage. That's why I think it's funny that, you know, he can't pinpoint. But, boy, I could give you a list because God dealt with me right. about those things. You know, not letting him be the leader of our house. Not uh, letting him be the decision maker. Uh, my anger issues. All of these things would circumvent our marriage. And his happiness in all reality. So here I am thinking, oh, well, this is hunky-dory. Everybody has problems, but we're okay. He's getting a total a total different view. And it was God that pointed out, yes, Jennifer, you love him, but look at yourself. Would anybody know that you love him? And that cut me. That cut me to my, my, my heart. And, and so I knew then all the things I had done. We have a teaching that says change me first and that is exactly what the lord did to me also is i was pointing all my fingers at bob but when it all happened and after the divorce and i went through the whole thing saying it's all bob's fault due to unfaithfulness after i did that and got the divorce god just slammed me to the point or revealed i would say revealed to me very clearly all what I was doing wrong also. And and that's where I realized I had to change first. And that's where Bob saw me transform a total hundred a total turnaround. Um a total turnaround to the point that it started him to look to understand was I manipulating him or was I seriously changing forever? Uh, and, and it's really when the Lord spoke to me and gave me a heart transformation of what he wanted me to do. It's not about Bob, but me first. Yes. So coming up to those 10 year, that 10 year mark, um, you know, that's I we got to the point where what was, I guess, um, 
10 years was what year I was, I was up I was 32 um, and I wanted to have children and it didn't seem like we was ever going to have children and I had been miserable for 10 years and it was just it was in my mind it was time to go a different way well one thing and to explain so that the audience knows is that um, we had been married 10 years and we had tried to conceive and never could Mm. So it was it was 10 years of infertility and that's actually one of the things that satan used to deceive john wesley i really john wesley thinking to himself i really want kids and if i was supposed to be with this woman then we would have kids but it's not happening and so that made his heart slip farther away yeah and it wasn't and jennifer and i were discussing this earlier today it wasn't the other woman coming into my life that caused me to leave I was on my way out looking for somebody else. Right. Yeah. After you have your announcement from John Wesley that he wants a divorce and then you have that revelation time with God, what happens after that? Do you go and, and tell John Wesley and think that things are going to be better now? Oh, I, I, I do. I was thinking, Oh, you know, I really see my part in this and I am broken and I'll ask forgiveness and I'm going to start doing all these things that I can do to see, show him I'm sincere and everything. And well, that just fell flat, (laughs) completely flat. Um, He didn't trust. He didn't trust me. And I I really couldn't blame him. He he didn't trust. He, he, He just thought that I was going to apologize. And if we made up and everything went back to the way it was, well, then it would go back to the way it was. And he'd be miserable again. And see, now he had another woman. And, of course, Satan's telling him, you know, you can have a, a better future, happier time with this other person. And everybody else is telling me that, too. Yeah. And so, you know... Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't being absorbed. He didn't believe me. He didn't trust me. And, uh, I didn't know what else to do. And, but the Lord, of course, kept peeling back layers, peeling back layers. He led me to uh, a group of women, um, that then led me to rejoice marriage ministries. Um, and it just was a process. And in that process, he started promising me restoration. Then he started promising me children. Mm-hmm. And I joke, yeah, children with that man, my husband, not someone else, not a new future <laughs> and another man, but with John Wesley, you know. And he started promising me these wonderful things and these scriptures that I could I could almost hold in my hand they were so tangible real and um as as the layers would would fall off and all of these things again i would i would see my part and one thing i wanted to to share is i did not know about another woman in the beginning in the beginning God knew my hard heart. We had even talked about in our years previous, previously married of, of um, if you ever cheated on me, you know, you better run. You know, scary type stuff. And, you know, that was just not something he was quite on the quick to draw to tell or share with me. Um, 
but it took layer of layers peeling off God saying, well, if you'll trust me with your marriage restoration, would you would you trust me if there was someone else? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, well, he's asking for a divorce. We're talking about the future, right, God? And, uh, of course, God got quiet. And, uh, <laughs> then, and then, you know, it, it, it it's finally, okay, okay, I can trust you through this. And it was a softening. It was a softening of my heart and learning to trust him in every little nuance that he was asking of me. And and then finally, John Wesley revealed there was another woman. And, and I had already been so prepared by God that I knew ahead of time. I knew, and I said, okay, I'll still stand through this. And you were floored. You were absolutely shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing we keep talking about recently, we've had a couple Bible studies locally here, and we keep talking about how um, God prepares us and readies us in the preparation, not in the battle. And so you were preparing because of the walk you were having with the Lord at that time. He was preparing you for the battle that was coming of the announcement of another woman and things that you didn't even know were coming. And I think that's so important for people to hear because when those things happen and the news comes, whether it's another person or a non-covenant child or the divorce papers or whatever it is, you don't get derailed when you're prepared for it because your trust is holy in Jesus. That's right. That's and exactly right. I think that's great. He did. And, and I think all of those things were more ways John Wesley was able to see the change because he knew this was not in Jennifer's power. Yes. Because like I said, and I, I know me, I know it's God's grace and mercy that kept that from me for that whole time at first. Because right. I know I would have I would have said, you can hit the door. And I would have told God the same thing because, God, this is too much for me to handle. But he knows what we can handle. And he gives us these things when we can, when he's prepared us for those things. And so it's his, actually his grace and mercy. And so he, you know, John Wesley got to see that the Lord was really doing a work in me that I couldn't do on my own. Yeah. Let me ask you one other question. We hear from people a lot, and there's people that are listening today that don't have children. They're in the same situation you were, where they are going through a separation or divorce, but they don't have children. And so because they don't have a reason to communicate with their spouse that has left, they feel like it makes their situation more hopeless. And you were in that situation. So what was your communication like in those, you know, in that period that he was gone? Did you have a reason to communicate? And how did John Wesley know that you wanted your marriage restored and that you were not you know, in the camp that you had kind of talked about before where you would say, if there's another person, then we're done. How did you communicate that? And John Wesley, then I would follow up and ask you, um, what was your reaction to seeing these changes in Jennifer and hearing her heart that she wanted restoration? We were still in those days. Uh, what, what is division going to look like? Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's moving out. Where's he going to go? What stuff is he going to take? A lot transpired while I was still offshore. Uh, Uh, 
with her. So I was I was already I was I was gone. I was at work. That is true. In his his nature of work, having to communicate with me uh, because of just basic natural things like bills and and you know things like that. Right. But we know that God forces those communications anyway. And I, and I do tell people, because I have talked to women that don't have kids, and what's he going to call me for, you know? Right. And, and I was like, don't worry about that, because God can make anything happen. In our situation, he did have reasons to contact me just due to the nature of his job and having to find out, you know, it, whether it be mail or email or, you know, things, uh, bills or whatnot. But I, I've had women, you know, talk talk to me or, or you know, and, and, and not have children and say, well, what on earth would give them a reason to give me a call or, or to contact me when I don't have any kids? And I, I just encourage them and, and anybody listening, God is so much bigger than kids. You right. don't have to have kids god can put a yeah. in your spouse or your ex-spouse and all of a sudden you're hearing from them you know that they may have not have thought about you in months but all of a sudden god's working on the as she says on the other side of the mountain and you know that god can 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 connect you so that you can let your spouse know i'm standing for our marriage and so you ask the question you know, did did I let him? How did I let him know? Well, I, I did. I just told him that I am standing for our marriage. And then when he told me about the other woman, and I, I told him I'm still standing for our marriage. Amen. And you know, of course, I always loved what Charlene said. I'm gonna be here till rocking in a rocking chair. You know, <laughs> I did. Oh, I said that. Oh, right beside me and I you know I threw that out there I said I, I'm here for the long haul and um and again those are things that he John Wesley was just not expecting to hear he expected me to throw his clothes out in the yard and burn them you know that's what he that expected. was old Jennifer that's what she should have done well, John Wesley, what did you think after she has kept saying all these different things to you that was so out of character for her? So it was very confusing because um, I knew the woman that had been my wife for 10 years. And all of a sudden, this was not the same woman. And believe it or not, uh, as a prodigal, you can be seeking the Lord, but be so um, taken into the enemy's camp and not even realize it and so deceived that you are literally seeking direction from God but going in the total wrong direction and literally wrestling back and forth with what decision to make. And so I'm literally, believe it or not, and I'm sure you've heard this before and Bob may have even said it before, praying about whether or not I need to be with this other woman or be with my wife. You know, Lord, and I am... We call it Lord bless my sin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. and, and and literally uh, trying my best to do things right with her in this new relationship, but at the same time totally confused because this woman that that I left now is all of a sudden the wife I really like her to be. <laughs> so, you wow. know, it was very confusing. Um, and John Wesley, Bob, 
said, you know, I never stopped going to church. You know, even though I was sinning and had another woman, we went to church and, and we're going to ask God to bless it. And, you know, and that's how deceived you can get. And but finally, Bob, uh, after God started moving in our marriage and our relationship and God started opening his eyes, he went to the pastor and he told the pastor, now my wife is going to start visiting me. And I'm already bringing in another woman into church. So it's to every other week. And I just want you to know I'm going through a divorce and I'm divorced now. And my wife is praying me now to come home. And he says, and that's not going to happen. And, you know, he opened the door to the pastor and the pastor picked up the baton and called him that week and said, why don't you come in and talk to me and and let's talk about what's going on in your life. And that was the beginning of him getting giving him a book that I had been praying about and and letting God use a pastor that was totally I thought thank God that the pastor said something and didn't uh but didn't scare him away having two women going back and forth every other week, you know. So it's you know, we really have to pray for the men of God to be able to receive it and not not yell and scream this is sin, but pray that they be used by God to help the both of you, especially you, you know, as the prodigal, not hit you over the head, but love you through it, you know, with wisdom. Yeah, that's actually what he said, because we were we were talking about this before this call. And, you know, and I asked him the question, what, so what made you come home? And, and this is what he told me today. So, and I've told you this before, but, you know, when it came down to, I was not planning to come home and I, but I was so confused and I felt like I had already went too far in the wrong direction to turn around at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it was just like, okay, I've already started on this road over here and I went too far and I want to go back home, but it's, I went too far, so I'm not going to go back home. But the right. night that our marriage was restored, I told Jennifer, uh, and it's a, it's a wonderful story. Uh, we were, she, she had invited me over for dinner. I was coming in from offshore and, uh, I came home from offshore. I was coming by to get some more clothes and head back to where I was living. And, uh, she asked me to stay for dinner and, um, so she um, she had dressed really nicely and fixed a nice dinner and everything. And um, she's sitting there telling me about all the things that God had done in her. And then all of a sudden she used the analogy of uh, whenever uh, Peter had stepped out onto the water and was sinking and Jesus reached out and grabbed him. And if you can see what we're doing right here, she did my arm like that right there. She did wow. real story. The story she was telling me, whatever it was. But at that moment, for the first time in our whole marriage, and the first time I think other than uh, the, the the pastor that we did mission work with, I saw Christ in my wife. That before, and when I saw that, it was like it doesn't matter which. I've been praying about the direction to go. I literally have been seeking God, wrestling with God. Even one morning, early in the morning, I remember physically, I was living, I was by myself. I wasn't living with somebody else. I was living by myself. 
I remember wrestling back and forth across the bed, almost like I was wrestling with God, trying to figure out what to do. And it felt like I was wrestling with God. But at that moment, it sealed it right then. This is where this is where Christ is. And then I could see him looking at me through my wife's eyes. And that 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 sealed it. That 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 brought me home. And he still wrestled. And I'll never forget. I never will forget. I watched him that night. The night, of course, we now know was the night he came home. It was you could see it in his eyes, just the dark circles of just warfare. He's fighting, and I'm telling him, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to stay, it, it's okay, because I, I really do believe the Lord is going to put us back together. And he just, he was fighting so hard that he was literally falling asleep upright on the couch. And I was just telling him, if you're that tired, go lie down in the bed. You know, it's okay. It's okay. Now, see, now I know, looking back, the other woman had told him, if you ever go back, we're through. So he is fighting. He doesn't want to stay. He doesn't want to come back. He is fighting. But he has. He, he, he He's seen these things. He's heard these things. And he can't explain them. Shoot. It's seven years later, I still can't explain them. It's just God. Yeah, it really is. And I got to say that coming home that night, when I went to bed that night, that was the best night's sleep I have ever had in my whole entire life, prior or after. Bob said the identical words you just said. That's the most- same thing. And he also wrestled that afternoon that he came home because he went and got remarried that afternoon. And then he had to sit down and call the other woman and say, I won't be there for dinner tonight because so he wrestled as well. Yes, Jennifer, so, uh, when, when John Wesley was going through that, you didn't probably know that he was wrestling with the Lord. Did you, did it look like he was gone and living this other life that he was happy in? Or did you realize the warfare he was facing? Oh, that, remember me talking about writhing on the floor? That was the the day after I had met with John Wesley. He had met me uh, for lunch, and he had talked about, because I was asking him these questions and really asking about how he thinks the Lord feels about where he is, and he's like, I am at peace. Literally, he told me, I am at peace. I feel like the Lord has blessed me with her and it is just cutting me to the quick. I am in so much agony. And that that that's what where he told me he was and what he wanted me to think and believe. And so that's where I'm coming with my bleeding heart to God going, how can you keep promising me double? And now I look back and I know that that was only weeks before he was going to bring John Wesley home. We never know what's happening on the other side. We think we do. We think we see the picture and we create good scenarios in our mind of of what we think reality is. But we really never know what's really happening. Well, so you come home. What what happens after that? What is your uh, what does life look like after you came home, John Wesley? Um, so that was when I first came home from offshore, mm-hmm. uh, that night, uh, before I went to bed, I told Jennifer I had to go out and do something. And I went out to my truck and I sent, um, the other woman a text and told her I was going home to stay 
and left my, I turned around, locked my door, left my phone in the truck and went in the house and went to bed. Um, and that, that ended that there. And, uh, but no, the, the, the following, uh, weeks were hard, um, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Jennifer, um, was. Let's make it very clear that restoration is hard, is difficult. Standing yeah. marriage is hard. Restoration is hard. Yeah. But, uh, but the giant but is it is totally worth it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jennifer, um, I was treading lightly because I am in this phase of trying to figure out if she is, even though what I've seen in her, I'm truly trying to figure out if she's for real. He's and, waiting for the old Jennifer to rear her ugly yes. head. Yeah. And so I'm treading lightly. And, um, you know, and Jennifer is, um, she's doing everything that God has changed in her. And then, you know, some days having, you know, really upset days. Well, I did. I had upset days because I, I, I felt like God, you know, what did I stand for? What did I stand for? This is a man that doesn't want me. This is a man that found somebody else. And, and can't you give me someone brand new that, you know, you know, there were times that Satan would, would come after me and say, oh, this is furnished and this this is not anything you want to deal with and 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 those were rough days but god got us through them and and literally uh a month almost to the day after john wesley came back home god tells me i'm pregnant 10 years of infertility 10 years and i'm thinking no almost having kids, no miscarriages. Yeah, nothing close. Uh-uh. Nothing even close. And I'm like, God, are, are you telling me I'm pregnant? And I know that sounds so weird, but it literally took a couple of weeks. And we did. We got confirmation in the doctor's office that we were pregnant. So then we had the joy of pregnancy, the joy of a, a coming child, but we also had pregnancy hormones in the early days of restoration. So that made it really fun. <laughs> a little spice. <laughs> but it, it, it was so worth it. And so when you look, you get through it, you get through the restoration, you get through the standing and it's all different for different people. God's, God's plan for each of us is all different, but you get through it. And the scripture that I wanted to share and I just, you know, comes to me that he showed me was Jeremiah 32, 42. Just as all these bad things have happened, all these good things that I've promised will happen. And I was like, God, that kind of sounds like just as bad as it is, which in my mind is really bad. It's going to be that good. And so I would cling to that. And now our marriage really is, no, it's not just that good. It's better. It's really better. Amen. Anything I could imagine. And yes, right now we are going through, we haven't brought it up, but we're right now, we are believing on, on the promises, more promises from God for the health of our little girl who had been diagnosed with leukemia. And Charlene earlier today asked me, you know, well, what about that stress of that on your marriage? And and I could tell her just as quickly that 
when John Wesley was in the far country, God promised me in that with that scripture in Exodus that the Egyptians you see this day, you will never see again. And I knew then that we would never deal with marriage problems. Now, that's not to put our marriage on the back burner at any point in time. Nor to say there's not day-to-day life. Sure. Yeah, but, right. But, you know. Yes, but that's and that's true. You know, do we get frustrated with each other? Yes. Uh, do we get mad at each other? Well, yeah. But <laughs> she but, answered that quick. <laughs> but at the same time, there is this this respect we have for each other. There's this this unconditional love God has planted. It was not there before that God has planted in each of us that we know we've seen each other at the worst. And 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 God put us through it to make a wonderful marriage and now a foundation of faith and standing on promises from his word to now stand on those very things for the the health and life of our daughter. You know, one thing I didn't bring up that that I uh, going back to the night of our restoration, um, it was it was funny because before that I was wanting to come come. I was praying about trying back and forth, back and forth, wanting to come home, but, but feeling like I went too far. And I would it was almost like I would hear it's just not time yet. To come home. It's just not time yet. But then when it came time to come home and that night, uh, do you remember me telling you it, it was like God put before me? It was either you're going to choose me this day yeah. or um, you remember me telling you about uh-huh. that. So it was almost like you're going to choose me this day or if you're going to choose your own way. And so up, up until then, he was kind of letting me flounder out here back and forth and making me wait and everything else. And They're smiling because Bob did that same thing. And, and then, but then <laughs> when it came down to that night, it was choose this day who you're going to serve, you know. And, well, Lord, I'm going to choose you no matter what. You know, that's what I've been trying to choose the whole time. And, and here I am, you know, in this mess, you know, and I've been, you know, so confused and everything. But... I, I really believe if I would have chose my own way that night, uh, things would have never been the same. I probably would have been blinded to so many things. Went on, had this nice relationship, go to church, and but never went into the deeper things of the Lord or anything Amen. like that. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what that would have meant for me, but it was literally a choose this path, choose a path that that day. Amen. And so coming out of that. Um, we may have a lot of other issues, but I know where the other path leads. And so I believe that's why she has the scripture that. These okay. Are okay. You're making it sound like I got to stick with this woman or that I got to choose that other. It's going to be cut. Anyway, what I'm saying is those things don't even come to mind anymore. Right. There's, there's not. I guess that's what I'm getting at. There's there's not um, uh, the thought of another option. Oh, I know what you're trying to say. You know what I'm saying? We would beforehand, you know, there's always this, this, oh, well, what would my life be without this other person? Right. This, you know, we, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and we don't have those anymore because the Lord really has made our marriage 
absolutely wonderful yes. above all that we could ask think there, or there's, imagine there's not another thought uh, that there is another option it is god put us together he restored our marriage he uh he he has blessed our marriage and what other option is there you know and those things only come to mind and yeah, even and a covenant marriage and that is what god is trying to tell you don't keep looking don't look outside the border you said till death do us part. Think of the wedding vows you said and and now you're having to live that out and regardless of your ups and downs that may, many of us all have and and with children's health or your health or any different type of different employment problems God is the answer to get through every single one of them and that's what you're saying and you're you're seeking the Lord together instead of separate don't yes. you think that's exactly what we're doing and so grateful for it so that when we we look at that time you know even the previous 10 years and then then the standing and you know the prodigal far country all of those times have led us to where we are now and we wouldn't trade any of it mm-hmm. not any of it. it it is really worth it and that's what I, I want standards to to know is that just as bad as it is in his word, just as bad as it is, it will be that good. If you yes. cling to God's promises, cling to his word, do it God's way, mm-hmm. and it will be. Yes. And I think all of that prepared you for where you are today. We just heard the statistic recently that – um, couples that go through the loss of a child or the illness of a child, their divorce rate is like 95% or something. It's just, it's staggering how damaging that is to a married couple. And you are right here because you've been preparing for all of these years before your baby was even born. God was preparing you for what you're doing now as a couple. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't and, know this. I think it's amazing. So the tell us now, 10 years of infertility, you talked about one baby, and what, what does your family look like today? Today, our family is the double that God promised us. Uh, well, he promised me while he was in the far country. God, go through their names. God promised me double, and I didn't really know what that meant, except God kept drilling it into my head, double. Isaiah 61 7 and uh, so we got pregnant that that first month John Wesley's home and uh, we have Ian and we named him Ian because it means God forgives God had forgiven us our sins and we had forgiven each other our sins and so God forgives and I was like oh well there's my double I got my husband and I got a child now and then he blesses us with it that was May of 13 and then uh God blesses us with a daughter, Ariel, and she's the one that's uh, a year ago diagnosed with leukemia. And I was like, okay, well, there's my double. Now I got a boy and a girl, and all right. And then we just kept on having kids, and I didn't know what double was. Uh, so we had Annalise uh, uh, and her name. Oh, oh, well, Ariel's name, and of course is appropriate now we can even look back, is uh, Lion of God. Lion of God. And it comes from the Bible, actually. And then Annalise's name means 
grace by God's bounty because we had kids coming out of our ears. And <laughs> then uh, in the dark days of Ariel's diagnosis last year, um, we we just we didn't know which way was up. We were just trying to survive. And um, and in that darkness, he gave us the light of a fourth child. And um, he his name is Isaac. And it means I will laugh and I will rejoice. And his name is its own promise that in these dark days of leukemia and the C word that we refuse to say that. God has promised her health and healing, and he has promised us that we will rejoice again. And so that's yeah. where we are with our, our our family. Yeah. So it's worth it all, even worth- though you've had rough waters and, and all these different variety of yeah. issues. God has turned this around to good at this end and and you're smiling and praying for miracles. But, you know, I, I want to say this. You had a miracle in marriage restoration. And now you believe in the power of God. So you can believe for healing for Ariel because you know the power of God in loving his children. And we're praying with you. And we got to pray with you this afternoon for Ariel to have a total, complete healing and I know many others will be praying for you also. But we are just honored to have you share so uh, transparently. And uh, we'd like uh, both of you just to give a closing, however you want to do it, of what you would say to women and, you know, uh, maybe uh, what you would say, John Wesley, to men or women that have gone on a detour road uh, to hang, you know, to come home. <laughs> When God says something to you, you can count on it. Those are not just words that you hear a preacher or a person. It may be something you may feel that that's trivial or something trite to say. It is not. If you sit there and you wait for God to speak to you, Whatever he says will come to pass. And that's, we know that. And that's what we're believing for our daughter now. And, and we know that it's no different. So we are actually looking forward to the day that there's no more doctor visits and there's no more chemo treatments and there's no more of that because there will be a day that she has health and healing. Because God has promised it. And and he promised me all of these things. He promised me children. He promised me marriage restoration. He, he promised me double. He promised me it would be better. I mean, or just as good as it was bad. And all of those things are, are sitting here in front of y'all talking. That's what we're doing. Because it's real. And, it, and it's true. And what God does lasts forever. Amen. John Wesley, what would you say to a prodigal who is doing what you were doing and struggling and wrestling with God on going home or going that other detour road? Oh, well, 
I'm just trying to think about how to put that in words. And um, my, my thoughts go back to those days whenever I had to be that that peace that I was telling Jennifer during those days. And, oh, I feel like I'm at peace. The only time I could get that peace was when I was preoccupied with the other woman, like with around her, whatever else. If I was anywhere away, it was like God was dealing with me and I was wrestling back and forth. And the only way I could get any relief from God was to be around her. And I'm not exactly sure what I'm trying to say, but the the covenant marriage, there's a a reason for what God did and and the covenant marriage that you have with your wife or, or your husband. And... It wasn't an accident that you were placed together. Amen. He has a plan and a purpose for your, you and your spouse. And uh, that other person is a distraction. Uh, they are, um, even if they themselves love the Lord uh, or are saved, go to church, whatever it may be that they're doing in their life, that doesn't mean that you're not both taken captive by the enemy. Right. And it does not mean that, um, that that is the way to go. And the scripture says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Don't go down that path to the point that you're blind and, 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 and have chosen your own way. Um, I'll by no means condemn anybody that is on that, in that place right now. I know what it's like to be blinded. I know what it's like to, um, to to feel those feelings, to 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 be in that situation, but God's got a better plan, yes. and 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 start praying for His plan to manifest in your life. Start praying for His best, not what you think is is the best, but what His best is. I would find myself I wanted to read the Word. But I felt like I couldn't even get in the New Testament because everything I read in the New Testament would condemn everything that I was doing. So I would just read the Old Testament, read Psalms and Proverbs or whatever whatever it was. Literally, every time I opened up into the New Testament, you know, it was like Jesus saying, you in Rome. (laughs) God was speaking. (laughs) And so, um, but, um, you know, seek the Lord while he may be found. Uh, Because if, if you turn away long enough, he, you know, don't be in the position where he may quit trying to call you back at some point when you've went your own way and chosen your own path. Uh, because there is there is forgiveness. Uh, there is restoration. Uh, we are living proof of that. Um, we are proof that not only can God restore marriage, but he can take an infertile couple and make four kids out of it. Uh, you know. Four wonderful kids, I might add. Great, wonderful kids. Um, Out of that broken marriage. Um, And and it's it's worth it. It's worth it. There is no other person that is better suited for you than your covenant spouse. No No matter what we think, there's no better person better suited for you than the person that you said those vows to in the beginning. Because in that situation, you have God's blessing. That's right.
Well, I know many people are going to be encouraged and blessed by your story, and, and we thank you for your transparency and John Wesley for your transparency because we know that, you know, when you're deemed the prodigal, sometimes it's it's hard to admit the things that you were going through when you were wrestling with God, and, and we appreciate that. I know it's going to touch a lot of people, and they're going to benefit from your story. Amen. Um you guys that are listening can can hear more and read more about John Wesley and Jennifer's story um, where they blog, which is at marriageisacovenant.com. And so we'll put the link um, below in the notes. But if you want to visit their blog and you can keep up with them more and read about more details of their story, um, you can do it there. Um, John Wesley, we'd love to have you pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity uh, to share our testimony. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in Rejoice Marriage Ministries. Father, we thank you for the what you use Rejoice Marriage Ministries to do in our lives. And Father, that you are doing the same through that ministry in other people's lives. Father, I just pray that everyone that's listening tonight would be encouraged, would be blessed. Father, that, um, that if it's only just one person that the light bulb comes on and you tell them to go home. Father, that you're working on the other, that if you encourage one standard, that you are working on the other side of the mountain, that you haven't left them, that you haven't forsaken them, Father, that you are working in their husband or their wife's uh, life. Father, whatever it may be, Father, we just ask that you would uh, encourage uh, other believers tonight, encourage standards. Father, bring prodigals home. Father, we just um, we thank you for those things. Father, I bless this ministry. Uh, I bless Miss Charlene uh, and, 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 and all the things that she's done. Uh, Father, we just ask that you would uh, continue blessing this ministry and, and just letting your word go forth and your truth go forth uh, through these things. And Father, we just, again, we thank you for this opportunity. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org. And help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.